got this. Keep going. Good luck. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Good. I'm real excited to be here. A little nervous. It's been a long time since I've done this, but uh, I know God is good. He's been moving today. Um, so before I start, I really want to just kind of share my heart a little bit on what's happened with me the last year or so um, and how amazing this church has been. So last year I was diagnosed with COVID in March and uh, I was hospitalized for 75 days. Uh, I was in the ICU for 52 of those days and I was on life support for 35 on something called ECMO. It kept me alive with a machine. This church prayed me alive. I think one of their prayers was that no one would go from COVID. I think I came pretty close, <laughs> right? But uh, God answered that prayer. So I want to thank you publicly for all the prayer and all the, uh, all the uh, time spent um, praying and encouraging me and my family and uh, doing so much. I've been an emotional wreck since then, and it might come out here today. <laughs> it's already bubbling up. I don't know if you can notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so if you think Chael's a crybaby, wait, wait till you hear me. So, um, so thank you. Uh, God is so good. I'm here by the grace of God. I'm here because, he, because he's awesome. That's, all, that's it, because he's awesome. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, you're so good. Holy Spirit, come. Have your way. Speak to our hearts today, Lord. Let it be you and only you. Amen. So I want to share uh, what's been on my heart for the last few years, actually, and what's really have made it, what really has made an impact, sorry, COVID bring, really has made an impact uh, on me in my walk with, with Jesus, and that is discovering what, what God says about me. Um, this, this message today is really uh, my attempt to share what God has been sharing with me. Uh, it's not that complicated. Um, it probably won't blow you away. But I think that God is in it, and he wants, to, he wants to move us in a certain way where we recognize his voice and what he's called us to be or who he's called us to be. You know, in, the, in, the, uh, in this world, have you noticed that there, as humans, we're always trying to find ourselves? That uh, we want to know who we are, what our purpose in life is, what or how or with or as, uh, what can we identify with? Uh, we also want to be recognized. We want to be seen. We want to stand out in some way. Many of us feel unworthy, like we don't even deserve to be called sons and daughters of Christ. We don't think we measure up when we're uh, compared to others. Uh, we think we've missed our calling in life. We see our shortcomings, and we conclude, well, that's just, I guess, who I am. It must be me. So as believers, we often take up an identity that was never given to us by our Heavenly Father. Sometimes our, our faith is really fragile. 
you know, sometimes we're in faith and we're out of faith and sometimes we don't even know, right? You guys can smile at me. It's okay. <laughs> I saw one smiling face, so yeah, thank you. We're going to have fun here. Pause. So my objective is to have fun, really. I know, it's, I know maybe I started a little serious here, but my objective really is to have fun because I'm a, I'm a fun guy, <laughs> maybe. Uh, and also, it's my, my other objective is to encourage you. It really is. And I want to take off the devil, too. Yeah. So let's see if we can accomplish all these things. Yeah. Right? Sometimes we dare call ourselves things that God didn't ever say about us. And because of these things, we manifest what we say, right? Last week, Mark talked about God's kindness, and I thought that was great, and it kind of set me up. And also these worship songs were kind of set me up. Um, and if God is kind, then what does this kind God think about when he thinks about us? Have you ever asked God that? God, what is it that you believe about me? What do you say I am? Sounds like a familiar question, right? I really dare you to try to ask that. I dare you to say to the Lord, God, what do you say about me? What are your thoughts towards me? Who do you believe that I am? So imagine this. Before there was uh, an earth or mankind or anything that existed, a universe, uh, stars, planets, all that stuff, before God created any creature, angels, beings of any sort, right? Try to imagine this. There was God the Father, God's Son, God the Holy Spirit in this perfect, beautiful union, right? And God, we know, is omniscient. He knows everything. And he's, he's everywhere. He's omnipresent, right? In all times. If God knows everything, and if God is everywhere, was there ever a time where you didn't exist in his mind? No. There was never a time where you weren't in the mind of God. Think about this. Before all creation, God knew who you were. God knew who you are. You are seen by God. You've always been seen. You're a manifestation of his dream. You're a manifestation of his thoughts. That is good news. That is awesome stuff. And not because I'm saying it, but because it's true. God is thinking about you. He, he's actually utterly obsessed with you. The psalm says, uh, in uh, Psalm 139, verse 16 18, it says, Your eyes saw me when I was inside the womb. All the days ordained for me were recorded in your scroll before any one of them came to existence. How difficult it is for me to fathom your thoughts about me, O God. 
How vast is their sum total? If I try to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Even if I finished counting them, I would still have to contend with you. All his days, all your days were ordained and recorded in his scroll. God has a diary on you. He's got a book on you. Did anybody ever keep a diary growing up? I never did. I was too lazy to do so. Yeah, so, I mean, help me out here. Why? <laughs> Probably because you're just excited about the day or just want to, I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, tell me why. You're emo, you're emotional, yeah. Yeah, I wonder why I didn't keep that diary. <laughs> did you, did, were you going to say something? Okay. Cool. I think God, God recorded us in his scroll because he's fascinated by us. The thought of us is, was amazing to God, or is amazing to God. So really, this first point, which I'm not going to harbor too much on, is that you're seen by God. You're not a surprise to God. There's never been a moment where you're like, you were like new in the mind of, of Christ. There's never been a moment where it's like, oh, there's Robin, right? In Christ, we're also set free. Another thing that God believes about you is that you're set free. God actually believes that he has accomplished your freedom from sin, sorrow, sickness on the cross. It was for freedom he set us free, and we are no longer under the rule of our former taskmaster, sin. You know, it's crazy. Sometimes we, we, uh, we believe this here, but we have a hard time with it in our, in our hearts, like here. Like, we are set free from what was killing us, yeah. namely sin, right? This was the goal and uh, the purpose of Jesus Christ's incarnation and his work, his death, burial, and resurrection was to set us free, right? Because if God thinks about us and if, if he's enamored with us and if he's utterly obsessed with us, then he hates the very thing that was killing us, yeah. Right? He hates the very thing that was coming against us. So he had to do something about it. For God so loved the what? He loved us. That he gave his one and only son that whoever believed in him will not what? Die. Perish. Why would he care? Because you've always been a thought in his mind. That's why he cared. Isn't that awesome? So therefore, us, his children, we're set free. We are set free from sin. We're set free from what God knew would kill us. Right? For we know our old self was crucified with him. Our old self was crucified with him. Do corpses, <laughs> do corpses have like really strong opinions? 
Huh? Uh, do, are, do corpses get easily offended? You know, sometimes we walk around, and I think Paul uses uh, this phrase, like mere humans, right? Not knowing that, that God has done a work in us, and really he killed us off, right? <laughs> that sounds kind of harsh, right? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, but it says crucified. I think that word is worse. If you were living in the first century, you think crucified? That's what I am? Ouch. Your old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. You are set free from sin. Somebody say amen. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God in the same way. Somebody say, in the same way. way. Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I need to work on that, right? Count myself dead to sin and alive to Christ. See, the identity uh, that God is trying to remind us of every day is hard to keep up with sometimes, right? We live in this fallen world with all these temptations around us, with all these distractions, right? All these screens in our faces, and it's like almost like, boom, sin, there it is. You know, go grab it, get it, get it, son. Gratify yourself. But what should we do? What must we do? Count ourselves dead to sin, but alive. See, we get hung up on this dead to sin stuff. How about we get excited about alive in Christ, alive to God in Christ Jesus? We're set free. Somebody say set free. free. Yeah, thank you. That's just something I'm going to do from now on. Somebody say this. (laughs) All right. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. You know, um, I've been healing the last year. Um, I have something called hypoxia, which is low oxygenation. My lungs are scarred up pretty bad. My last pulmonary function test, I had 56% lung capacity, right? The very fact that I'm standing here right now, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, a, is a miracle. So there's, no, there's no way around it. It's a miracle. And there were so many words, and here we go. There were so many words that uh, I was hearing that, that uh, some of you were giving to Robin, and they were just like coming true. Like one of them was like uh, God's reaching into my chest, a vision of God reaching into my chest and taking a hold of my lungs and just healing my lungs, all right? Yeah, that's exactly what was happening, okay? There's, there were so many other things that I, sometimes I don't even want to share because they're kind of weird, right? Kind of like, what? Yeah. Some I'll keep to myself. 
Yeah, thank you. We'll talk later. But um, by his wounds, we are healed. This could be a physical, literal healing of your body, but there's so many sorrows too. So much uh, angst and uh, weight and sadness and wondering why and all these woe, pit, like, you know, in the pit type feelings that I had this last year that Jesus has just been healing. He's just been healing, right? And he's working. He's working it. And, but really, I have to, I've, I've come to the realization that I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And, and thank you. Praise the Lord. I'm healed not only emotionally, even though I still feel it, I'm reminded by it every day. I go up the stairs and I can't help but remember, right? But Jesus has never been far. And by his wounds, I'm healed. And ultimately, every one of us can say that. You can say that. Right? We all suffer. You know, my suffering is no greater than anyone else's. We all just suffer differently. Right? Suffering is a promise that, uh, and I, this is not even in my notes, this is a freebie. Uh, it's a promise that, that even Jesus said, in this life you will have trouble, you'll have tribulation. Hey, man. But be of good cheer, for I've overcome the world, right? Be of good cheer, for Christ has overcome the world. You can smile today because Christ has overcome the world. You can face whatever you're facing today because Christ has overcome the world. Whatever addiction you might have, whatever temptation you're going through, whatever, thing, whatever you, you think you're struggling with, listen, you don't have to struggle anymore. You can surrender to Christ, right? And he'll win that battle. You don't have to struggle with it anymore. He'll win it for you. He's already won it for you 2,000 years ago on that cross. It is finished. It is done. The fighting is through. Jesus has won. Jesus has won. Jesus has won. I told you I was going to be an emotional mess here. Can I have some tissue, please? I am like totally snotting up here. Bless the Lord. Just smile at each other, please, as I compose myself. Thank you. Oh, my. Just bring them all. Just keep coming. Thank you. Uh. Wait. <laughs> uh. We're set free. You know, it'll be terrible if, uh, as parents, we just kept our children in the basement and we just locked them up and threw them a bone once in a while, right? You'd be calling DCFS on me if that's what I, if that's what I was doing, right? How much better is our Father who gives us an amazing life? That's his heart. His heart is a, a heart of... Wanting us to be free. So you're seen. You're seen by God. You've always been seen. You're set free. You're sanctified. Yeah. Again, actually, God believes that he accomplished something on the cross. He actually believes that. <laughs> that, that on the cross, something happened, and it was accomplished, like we said. 
And this, part of this something is you're holy. That's part of this something is you're sanctified. Right? You should see the faces sometimes of some believers that I tell you, hey, you're saved and you're sanctified. You're holy. You're a saint. I am. Yeah. So Paul, when he would write his epistles, right, he would say to the saints of so-and-so, right, to the, to the saints of the uh, Corinthian church or whatever, right, uh, you're saints, right? Therefore, don't sleep with your stepmom. <laughs> so, yeah, but he'd call them saints first, right? And then he would address whatever issue they're having. See, Whatever issues you might be having right now, God is calling you a saint first. He's placing sanctification on you. Sanctification isn't a process. Sanctification is a person. And the name of that person is Jesus Christ. All right? Can I say that again? Some of you are looking at me that way. Sanctification is a person. His name is Jesus. And you are sanctified. Okay, we're going to read some Bible. Maybe not. <laughs> Here it is. First Corinthians sixteen. Sorry, First Corinthians six eleven says, and that is what some of you were. I encourage you to read verses nine and ten, right, to find out what some of us were. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. By the Spirit of our God. We, my friends, have been called out to a holy life. And it's all God's fault. Okay? Our, our life is, there's nothing I can do to contribute to holiness. There's nothing you and I can do to contribute to that. We've messed it up from day one. Okay? But Jesus steps in, and he calls us holy. He calls you separate. He calls you set apart. That's good news. That's good news. That's good news. By this love, in 1 John 4, 17, by this love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence on the day of judgment, because as Jesus is, so also are we in this world. I didn't put that in there. That's First John. As Jesus is, so are you also in this world. Give me some adjectives of Jesus. Kind, kind bingo. I can work on that one. Thank you. Merciful. Patient, loving, awesome, forgiving, gentle, powerful. He has authority, right? He's strong. He's meek. He's humble. Come on. What do you guys have? Joyful. He's happy. We serve a happy God. Amen? He's a good God. What else? 
Shut up, I'm shouting just too loud. Just, you just say, hey, keep it down. Thank you. What? <laughs> Compassionate, right? He does this, right? He reaches down. What else? Healer. Healer. Go and heal, he said, right? Teacher. Teacher. Servant, friend. Oh, my God, we can be here all day. As Christ is, so are you in this world. That is our identity, friend. Why? Why? He loves to replicate himself. He loves to duplicate himself, right? He loves to see himself in others. And not for his sake, but for the sake of this fallen world. For the sake of those who need love, compassion, joy, peace, whatever you said, awesomeness, right? Are we okay? All right. If I say anything uh, that kind of throws you off, you know, just talk to Chael. And uh, he'll, he'll set it straight. He'll set it straight. Right, Chael? You got me? Thank you. Thanks, bud. So you're seen. You're sanctified. What was my second one? Thank you. Yeah, someone's paying attention. Set free. Right. <laughs> We're united. See, let me tell you something. I love that you said that because that, that just triggered something else. God is not inviting us to some religious uh, thing, all right? God is not inviting us to come to church on Sunday and pay our tithes and, you know, do some good works and uh, put on this facade of goodness. God is inviting us into union. That's, that's his invitation, right? As Christ is, so are you in this world. That's a, that's a union verse, right? So some of you might feel separate. Some of you might feel like you're not close to God, but the reality is he's closer than the air you breathe. Yeah. Let me tell you a story. So on Thursday, actually, backtrack. About two weeks ago, I'm coming, I'm coming into work in the office, and there's the security guard in the front desk in, the, in my office building. Uh, she gives me a big smile and says, well, good morning, Mr. Lopez, right? And I, I was, it was Monday, right? And I was like, Ugh. and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> she just cheered me up because I'm like, I don't want to be here, right? She just cheered me up. And then something told me, I feel like it was God telling me, you need to tell her that uh, she's awesome and that uh, there's grace on her and that uh, to keep smiling and cheering people up, okay? That's, so that's what I felt that I, I needed to tell her. Well, I, was, I saw her a couple times and I was like, I don't know if I want, I don't know if it's the right time, you know, no. You know, so this whole week passed. The last week, I was just compelled. I'm like, I have to, I have to tell her because she just kept smiling, these big, beautiful teeth. And uh, just Mr. Lopez, the way she says it's hilarious. It just makes me smile every time. And I said, I said listen, Miss Harris, I got to tell you something. I said, keep doing what you're doing. Keep smiling. Keep cheering people up because it, it, it 
cheers me up, and there's grace on you. I said, I said something like that. There's grace on you. And then she took that as an opportunity to tell me about how she's had a crazy life, that she had been shot multiple times, right? And that she had a praying grandmother, right, that, uh, that knew that she was going to make it, okay? And I said to her, I said, what? That's insane. <laughs> You've been shot. There's a, she said, like, crazy amount. Anyway, I won't tell you the whole story. It was nuts. But then she started saying stuff like this. But you know what? I feel, I feel like I'm far away from God because I give in to all these temptations. And, you know, my buddies come, and we want, they, we want to drink and smoke up, and I just fall into it, all this stuff. And I said, listen, Miss Harris, you might feel like you're far away from God, but God is obvious, obviously not far away from you. I said, what's going to keep you from temptation is you recognizing how close he is. How close he is. And we were in the, in the lobby of, of our office building, and we just had a tear session right there. People walking by, right? And like, what's up with these weirdos? And then she tells me, as she said, you know, Mr. Lopez, I thought that you were kind of, kind of weird. Yeah? Because <laughs> you would come in here smiling all the time. But then something told me, no, no, that boy's all right. <laughs> and uh, I knew that you were okay, right? What is my point? A word like that to someone who believes is far away from God is going to bring them close. I could have easily thrown all these, like, you know, sin-conscious things at her right, to make her feel terrible about what, yeah, well, yeah, sister, you better repent, you know, but she knows that already, she knows that already, I just had to remind her how close God was, right, so think about a person right now, this is, again, this is a freebie, think about a person right now that you need to remind how close God is, amen, thank you, thank you. You got it. All right. We are his offspring. We're his sons and daughters. That's who we are. God actually believes that we belong to him, that we are in his family. He cannot deny us. He will not deny us. He owns the cattle on the thousand hills. If God says, hey, look at that cow over there. That's mine. That's my cow. What does he say about me? Oh, man. That was... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> what is he... Do I belong to him? Yeah. That's my kid. That's right. Thank you. That's my kid. That's my baby cow. <laughs> uh, we're his sons. We're his daughters. You, be, you belong to God. You're in his family. And he won't deny you. He won't, he won't uh, just leave you. He won't just abandon you. He's a good father. Amen? He cares about you. He's given you everything you need for life. Everything you need for godliness is a gift from our heavenly father. See what great love the father has lavished on us. What great love he's just lavishing on you, spoiled children. He's just lavishing love. 
See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And that is what we are. For this reason, the world does not know. Sorry. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know him. If the world knew how good he, he was, wouldn't that be awesome? But it starts here. We need to show the world how good he is, how his love has been lavished on us, right? Just think of ways that you can do that. God is, God is so in love with us that um, he would leave heaven to rescue us. That dream that he's had in eternity past, leaving heaven to, to, uh, to see his dream come true, that's how much love the Father has for us. Also, as believers, we're sent, and uh, I'm going to wrap it up here soon. Matthew 28, 18 says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That word obey is really agree. It's like something like agree. Right? God wants us to agree with him on what he believes about us. That's what he wants. And that call to go and make disciples, that is us persuading others about what God believes about us. That is us going, making disciples, followers of Jesus Christ, right? Persuading them of this good God who's always seen us, who sets us free, who sanctifies us, right? who welcomes us into his family, who sends us out to get others, orphan children, bring them in, bring them in, go get them, bring them in with this good message, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is good news. Ben, can you come up? So um, when I was in the hospital... We need to just get ready with, with a tissue. <laughs> when I was in the hospital, I had, I had this nurse, um, and, I, and I've shared this uh, with a few people. Uh, and I think I posted something on this, and it got tens and tens of views. <laughs> um, so there was this nurse that I had, and it was, she was overnight nurse, and she was pretty terrible. So she was very kind of aggressive. Now, mind you, I'm in a bed, right? And I haven't moved for like 
30, 40 days at this point. I got a tube coming out, my, out of my neck. My, uh, my, all of my blood is coming out of my body. I was on a machine called ECMO. And, and so they went to my jugular vein. They drew out my blood. The blood went into a machine that oxygenated my blood. It was essentially my lungs okay. and my heart. And it pumped that, you know, the machine just did whatever it had to do, oxygenate my blood, pumped the blood back through into my uh, a jugular vein, the tube down into my heart, and that was my heart and my lungs. That's what kept me alive, right? So I'm miserable. <laughs> I'm in this bed, and this thing is keeping me alive, and now I have this nurse who is just rough, man, okay? Um, hey, um... I almost said her name. Hey, nurse, would you mind bringing me some, uh, some juice? I can't move. I can't do anything. I'm in, a, I'm in a bed. What kind of juice do you want? All right? That kind of stuff. And maybe I was just hypersensitive. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I couldn't bathe. I, she needed to bathe me and just moving me and just pushing me around and just not being, you know, gentle. And then I had this, like, I was on these steroids, right, that made my body itch. Um, and it was terrible. I made my body itch. It was horrible. I couldn't scratch. I couldn't do anything. I was completely incapacitated. And there was this anti-itch cream. And I said, would you mind, you know, grabbing the, the cream and applying it to my leg? Okay? So she gets up off her chair. She gets up off her phone. Right? And so she goes, where is this? Where is this cream that you're talking about? It's in that drawer. And so this was like, this went on for a couple of days. And I said, like day two, after day two, I was like, God, I can't, day two or three, I don't even remember anymore. I said, God, I can't deal with this. Um, please don't let me get her again tomorrow. God, please. All right? She walks in tomorrow, God. I'm going to tell her off. All right? And I'm going to get her fired because she was on her phone. I told her to turn it down. I'm trying to sleep. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? That's how I felt. I'm, I'm just being real. I said, God, I don't want to see her again. Well, guess what? I saw her again the next day. She was my nurse. I said, all right, here it comes. I'm going to lay it on her. I'm going to tell her what's up. And God said, no, you're not. You're going to tell her she's a good nurse. I said, no, I'm not. What, are you crazy, God? Have you seen her? No, you're going to tell her she's a good nurse. All right, I might die anyway, right? Maybe this is a good marriage for me, right? I was obedient on my way out. So she starts bathing me, yeah. So you can just imagine the, just the humiliation there, the vulnerability there, right? And I said to her, I said, you know what? Hey, in my sweetest voice, 
I said, you're a good nurse. I said her name. I said, nurse, you're a good nurse. And this nurse who had had a terrible attitude, who was just kind of, eh, with me, all of a sudden her face lit up. I could see it through the mask. I could see her eyes kind of shine, right? And then she changed around me. She started saying, Mr. Lopez, what do you need? What would you like, Mr. Lopez? I would love some juice right now. Orange, please. Right away, Mr. Lopez. Okay? She was there attentive, doing what a nurse should be doing. Listen, you might not be behaving like you ought to be. You might not be living like you know you should. But our Heavenly Father says you are good. You are sanctified. You are set free. You are seen. You are loved. Okay? Now, when we believe that, we will manifest that. We will live that. Amen? So let's pray. Let's pray. Let's surrender some stuff today. Let's just give it to the Lord. If you need to be set free from something, receive your freedom. If you need to be forgiven, receive your forgiveness. If you need to be seen, recognize how seen you are. Heavenly Father, you're so good. As the prayer workers come up, prepare our hearts, Lord, to receive what you want us to receive. Your identity, who you've called us to be. Remind us, oh God, of what you've declared over us. Give us, O oh Lord, a revelation and understanding of how good you truly are. And help us to believe what you believe about us. Amen.